Hello and welcome to KSP Radio's parenting podcast, Keep It Real. I am your host, Mansi, and today we're going to talk to the people parents want to hear from. We're really excited because we have two strong and powerful women today whose biggest ammunition is the play of words. Please welcome Mother and Daughter Duo, Alpama and Zuni Chodra. I'm going to introduce Zuni first because she's the one we're here for today. Zuni is all of 15 and has published two books in poetry and is out with her latest book, The House That Spoke. And Anupama, as we all know, is a film critic, writer, author, director of uh, the Mumbai Film Festival and obviously the founder and editor of The Film Companion, a digital platform that looks at uh, curated cinema. Uh, so thank you both for doing this and for being on KidsTopPress.com. Thank you for having us. Awesome. <laughs> Anupama, I'm going to start with you. You've always been through that journey of writing, seeing your piece published. How nervous when, were you when Zuni decided to pen this novel and how did you see that whole journey progress? Were you like interfering or were you like scared or? You know, I wasn't scared. Um, I, I was just hoping that she will have the discipline to see it through. Uh, you know, a novel's a big commitment. Right. Uh, um, and, and it's not, it's, it's different from short stories or poetry which are not in any way lesser art forms. They just, they just take a different type of muscle. And, and so my only fear was, and, and you know, it was, first the novel was based in London, then it moved to Kashmir, and it, it takes a lot, you know, especially when she thought she'd finished it, but then the editors had changes, then more and more track changes, then do this, do this plot points that you discover that you thought were great, but are not so great later. Um, and it takes a real uh, sort of perseverance to stay the course and to just keep doing it. So my fear was that at some point she's going to say, you know, I'm done. I'm giving up. And she did, which is what I'm really proud of. Was I afraid of whether people would like it, not like it? No. It's not, I'm really not invested in the result. Uh, But that process, I think, was very important for her as as a person. And and I was so proud that she actually stayed here. Zuni, was there ever a point in time you said, I'm not doing this. I, I mean, can't do yes. it. <laughs> Why am I, I doing was it? The whole time she was talking, I was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, but, but the thing is that I guess I, it, I kept on with it because it, it was something that mattered so much to me, especially after it became set in Kashmir, then it actually became a story worth telling and a story worth sharing with people. And I knew that it was going to be the biggest thing that I had done so far. And every time I was like, I'm done, I was like, and you know, my, I mean, this is going to sound very strange, but like my past self would be like, really, you're going to just throw all the work I did down the drain? You know, so it was kind of a matter of just, you know, because I knew that it had to end at some point. I knew that what I was doing was really important. You know, far more important than anything I had done in the past. And I knew that it was a really important thing that I was doing, which is why I kind of kept going with it. But it, it definitely had its had its moments, especially in the summer, because we, we all went to my cousin's lake house in Michigan, and the way I would do it was I would wake up before everyone else. And I would work until they woke up, and sometimes even after they woke up, because I would wake up at like six, and I would try to get in like, you know, five hours, because it was a summer, so you're not actually doing any schoolwork. So that was like my main writing time. Um, and I, it got it got really bad because I have four older brothers, cousin brothers, and they would I could hear them outside being like, "Oh, should we play Mario Kart?" Because Zuni Nabra, she's writing, man, just let her write. And I was just like, <laughs> like it was the, and so I would just I would just shut myself inside the room. Was it hard? Was it hard so at any point that you said, "I'm going to do another 15 hours too." 
well, that that was actually a good feeling <laughs> that I wasn't doing what other 15-year-olds are doing because they're, I mean, honestly, in my class, like it's, it's they're always like going for parties and I never go <laughs> and like, you know, just sort of Snapchatting and Instagramming and social media just kind of makes me nervous because I know nothing about it and I'm literally not on any social media. Like, so I don't know. That brings me to a lot of questions for you. How have you raised us? So no social media. Love for books, author of 15, published two books on poetry. How did you, how, like, what was Zuni growing up? You know, honestly, I'll tell you, um, look, it has to come from within. It's, I, I cannot tell you that it's some magic formula I sort of had and I kind of made her drink it and she said one day I'll have to be a writer. She's just always had a real love for words and a real love for reading and, and it's weird because I have an older uh, child. I have a son who's 18 now and, and you know, I, I tried my best to inculcate a love of reading in him and there's like not a chance. Uh, he wants to be a professional cricket player. So, meanwhile, this one cannot bear sports. Like, she just doesn't understand why people do anything. I mean, it's just like... It's, it's pointless. <laughs> Completely. So, so, but the thing... I. If anything, I just sort of supported what their natural instincts were. Did you try hard? They said, I love books. I'm a writer. I mean, how can I With him? Hard? I really tried. And he's the first one. So you know how you work extra on the first one? Okay, it's rude, first of all. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I know. I have to. Hannah, you relate to this, right? I, mean, I just feel like my young woman is growing up in a jungle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she learning? Where is she learning from? But I understand what your mom so you you just you, I mean with the first one I was like reading reading till my mouth would hurt and, and he was like as a kid he'd be very interested but when he was about five he said I need to play cricket and coming from nowhere <laughs> nobody in our house has any love for sports we don't talk about cricket we don't watch cricket we have no interest and this kid just said cricket is my life take me now to Omedan I need to play cricket so it, it, so all you can do and this one just said I want books, I want words, I, I live in the world of imagination. If I, if I helped in any way, I think it was to help her get more discipline. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with artists is that they live in their head. Yeah. And I see that with my husband. Uh, you know, so it's just like, like literally, she'd be like this and her mouth would be open and I'm like, Zuni, I can't chew the food for you. <laughs> you know, you do need to start moving that mouth. Well, in my defense, though. It's probably a really good day to not having a Yeah, anyway, so, 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 you know, what I did help with was just, and now what I really love is that the fire in the belly is hers. Right. Because you can't nag anyone beyond a point and you shouldn't do it. Right. You know, but now it's she who's driven and she who wants to do this and, 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 which is the only way. It has right. to come from your heart, you know. So, when you said that you worked really hard for your first one to try to get him to read, how did you go about it? I mean, I, I actually had planned a question when I asked you, so, you know, how did you succeed? But I know that you must have been fair at that point. I mean, like, did you take special effort for Zuni to read a lot? I did. I mean, I did, yeah. As well, you know, and I would read to, because there's only a two and a half year difference between the two. So I would read to both of them. Um, and at one point I was like, okay, you love cricket, um, read cricket books. <laughs> it didn't work. That's Miserable. Yeah. And finally, at one point I remember I was so, uh, because I love books right. and, and, and I'm so sort of, I'm so passionate about kids reading yeah. that I finally said, why don't I just pay you to read? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
there was they had a full they signed an agreement like some two rupees per page. Yes. Well, not why can't you look at me because they always appreciated me. But I was like, why can't I get like I want money for you know every book I read. And then they were like, well, no, that never happens. But they were always like, like she would always be like, whatever you want to spend if it's on a book, it's fine. Yeah. You know, so there was always like that. That there was definitely encouragement to read. Definitely. I mean, I don't know what went wrong with him, though. I mean, but you know, this comes from my parents, uh, who you know, we grew up in a very middle-class home, and and my brother Vikram Chandra, who's a yeah. novelist as well. Um, I mean, my earliest memories are just books lining the shelves, and 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 him just reading. That's all that I remember from my childhood of Vikram is that he would have his collar in his mouth because that's how he, you know, that's his old habit, and he'd just be really, like thick tones in his glasses, this thick, and just reading. so. So I, I've grown up in a home where even when my parents didn't have a whole lot of extra income, they they made sure we were surrounded by books, you know. And and listen, what did one? Yeah, the ones playing cricket is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which were your favorite books, and which ones do you think were her favorite? So let's you go oh, first. Oh. Yeah, well, as, as, as kids, as a child, you know, I love the Enid Blyton yeah. books. So I I introduced her to Mallory Dart because those, those I just loved. I, I had such a fantasy about boarding school from those books. And yeah, me course, too. Famous Five, uh, Secret Seven, which she never got into. No, I don't um, need Mallory Dart. Yeah, she just but she loved Mallory Dart, and then of course Harry Potter. Right. Uh, which, which, um, yeah, I think it was you. I was pregnant. So, so when I started reading them, there was still that yeah. four-year gap yeah. between the books and yeah. all that. And I remember whichever the book was that came out in 2001. Uh, um, I remember like I was pregnant. And I was like, I must have Harry Potter. And I'm like, okay, she's freaking out. Get a Harry Potter. Someone. You had someone. She had someone stand in the line. <laughs> <laughs> for the midnight opening to get yeah. her copy. So so that's the one thing we kind of uh, really love but she has a whole range of other authors yeah. Yeah, so which ones are your favorites? Yes. Neil Gaiman, yes. I know, Caroline okay. and and yes. yes. oh, he's, he's amazing. She loves Sumen Chenani yes. who's a very interesting uh, Indian author in in New York. Um she also loves Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one's actually my favorite. That one and you know the like hanging and the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, Danny, you took poetry. Why do you think that you didn't want to pursue poetry for that? I don't know. <laughs> like it's kind of. Is that like a conscious thing? No, I'm not gonna write poetry. No, not really. It just kind of my driving style kind of changed, and what I could write well sort of shifted, and what I enjoyed writing shifted. And I knew that taking on a novel would be, like she said, a whole different muscle that required a lot more discipline. And I wanted to try it, and I wanted to see if I could, you know, see it through till the end. So I guess there wasn't really a conscious decision. It was definitely a conscious decision that I wanted to write a novel, but that was kind of in the back of my mind. I didn't really have an idea yet until this idea came along. Right. But it definitely wasn't a con- conscious decision to stop writing poetry. It just kind of transitioned on its own because the way I wanted to write and the way I was, you know, the, how good I was at different styles of writing kind of shifted. What would your reaction be to some people or kids your age who think that you know you're a writer? You just have it easy. Does that ever come by, or you you ever react to such things? Well, I mean, I mean, you can't react to such things. There'll always be somebody who says that. But I guess, in, I mean, in a way, there. I mean, I do have a lot more opportunities than most kids have, and I. It's 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 complicated. Like for example, I would never have gotten a meeting with the publishers if my mom was my mom, but they would never have agreed to publish it if my writing wasn't what it was. So I know that you know half of the bridge is definitely that I've got a lot more opportunities than old kids have, but I wouldn't be, have been able to cross to the other side if I didn't have 
you know, my own kind of, you know, talent, I guess. And I, I haven't, like, I definitely am, Agni's my elder brother, he's the confident one. Like, he's the one who just, as his, as his drama teacher says, rides on his charisma. <laughs> and I'm, like, the one who's just always insecure, walk into every exam saying I'm failing, walk out of every exam saying I failed regardless of what the outcome will be. So I think this book has definitely also given me a lot more self-confidence that I can see it through and that I can, you know, do it. So I guess I wouldn't be so affected by that definitely anymore. Think of Kashmir. I mean, you said you thought of it, I, I remember uh, during the book launch, you said it was actually set somewhere else. Of course, yeah. Set, set in London. And then, and then it, but the thing was that the writing in London was really dry, lifeless, and it really didn't have any vibrance. And then mom said you should set it in India because that's the only way you'll be able to write about it with familiarity and therefore with, you know, life. Right. But I said, I mean, I've, I'm open to that, but I needed to have snow around it at least one season of the year because that's the kind of house it is. And it definitely can't be set in Mumbai because, you know, that's, yeah. that doesn't happen in Mumbai. And she was like, okay, set it in Kashmir. And I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Did you share the, the script, manuscript with your parents? Did you make any changes? Well, I shared it with... I, I shared it with dad because the way that I kind of did it was that I went to dad for a plot point and like a, a you know an issue with a scene that wasn't working, an issue with the story that wasn't working. So therefore of course I had to share the manuscript with him. But mom I took help for if a certain word wasn't working or if a certain bit of writing wasn't working. So I actually wanted to keep it till the end and then show it to her once it was finished. Right. But I would always go to her for advice on like, you know, I don't think this sentence works or this description, does that even make sense? Right. You know. Um, so I'll go to help more in the language and for dad more in the actual story. So after the draft that was set in London, no, she actually, I mean now she, she just finished reading it. Okay. Um, so, but she, after the draft in London, she didn't read it until it was, until it was finished. Yeah, she yeah. said don't read it, now you read it when it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Zuni, what's that one thing that you really learn from this? Book? Yeah, so I think definitely self-confidence, a little more belief in yourself and the knowledge that the first time you do it, it's, it's going to be edited like a million times. I don't know about concluding with you. What do you think is that one big takeaway? Are you are you anxious as a mom that um, what's it gonna be from here on, or you're not thinking that far, or you're thinking that this one's fine? What's she gonna do in the next one? Is she gonna is she gonna be successful? Are the copies gonna be no. Are you no. anxious about it at all? No, you know um, I learned this the hard way um, because I'm married to a filmmaker, yeah. uh, and that's a really really unpredictable business. And uh, the first film that released after we got married was Kareeb, which was the biggest flop you know, yes. ever had. Okay, and I learned then that you don't get invested in the result. Uh, you know, it's it's there's nothing you can do to control that. And the more you invest in it, the more heartburn you create for yourself. So enjoy the process and give it everything. And then what will be will be. And really be zen-like and distance yourself because that's out of your control what are you going to do and for kids it's easier said I don't know how to do it no but, but you can't you can't I mean and I have to train myself it is of course easier said it's not like I'm some great saint you know <laughs> but but uh, because of the training with Vinod's films you know I've seen Kareeb and I've seen PK and Three Idiots and you know I've seen those movies I've seen those movies and the trick is uh, to just stay steady you don't lose your head when you have a hit. You don't lose your heart when you have a flop. That's the mantra. You just keep at it. You know, um, and I, because I've learned from there, I'm learning to apply that to my children. I mean, if my, my son succeeds in any small way, even in cricket, I cannot be invested 
in whether he gets out at zero or he makes such a percentage. Yeah. He gets out. Yeah. It's like it's like it's. I can't even believe like it's staying. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's like. It's I mean, look at it. It's like a, yeah, like people I don't even know are reading it right now. Thank you, by the way, if you're one of those people picking it up, give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> But don't like, make sure that you don't finish reading it at the bookstore and you actually buy it and read it. I mean, actually, I wouldn't even mind because that would mean they loved it so much they had to finish it. That would be a really great compliment. That's the team alone. Who's not still thinking? Like that. It's like she has a PSLA quote above her desk, which is, um, "For us, there is only the trying. The rest is not our business." Great. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Goodness for us. And yeah, everybody. Uh, It's the house that spoke by Suni Chopra, and her mom's gonna be really proud looking at this. I'm sure you smile year to year, and every time you see this at the bookstore. Right? Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and wish you all the very Thank best. Thank you.